Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to the season finale of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we have a special guest co-host today, a friend of both of ours, Kirsten Prabanda. She is from the West Coast, and she is going to be our Bravo expert tonight for all the Bravo celebrities because we have decided that we are going to do a pageant Bravo crossover episode. I'm a little bit sad today because it is our season finale, season one finale of the pageant buzz. Are you sad, Kristen? You know what? I'm not. Only because it's like we already know um, what our season two is going to kind of jump off with. True. So I'm ready for our second season to start. I'm just excited that we made it through a whole first season and we're doing a second season. Can you believe we've reached seven countries in no! season one? No. Oh, my gosh. No, Rebecca. I know. It's kind of nuts. Like Isn't top it- 25 of downloads. And seven countries. It feels a little surreal to me. Isn't it funny that there are people in like Sweden right now listening to us? Just like really is. I don't think about it when we're recording (laughs) ever that actually people listen to this. So if you are listening right now, please know we are so incredibly thankful. Like we just started this as a total fun project where we just wanted to talk about pageants because we love pageantry so much. And we never imagined it would turn into the thing that it has. So thank you so much to our season one listeners. And please know we have big, big plans for season two. Like there's someone in Sweden that listened to me wah, wah, about my ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> like when I think about that, I'm like, oh gosh. The one where we're like, oh, let's just catch up. And I'm like, let me just tell you about the awful couple weeks I've had. But you know, it, it's sort of like we have friends now in seven countries, which is pretty cool. I know. It's so fun. Well, and you and I get along so well. I just like that we basically have scheduled time to talk to each other each week. Exactly. And like we try, I mean, we text all the time, but this forces us in a way to talk on the phone and and record it for everyone to hear for at least, you know, 30 minutes or more every week, which is so fun. And we get to meet people from all different walks of life, from all different fields of pageantry. And we had a special guest on last week, Joyce Morrison, who was a special guest on, um, she's a friend of, I guess, on Real Housewives of Dallas. And right before that, you and I had been talking about how it felt like several Real Housewives had recently been getting married and feeling like they were trying to be pageant winners in their weddings. Well, yeah, because they're all wearing like crowns and right? going like in the full glam, like pageant big hairstyle. And we're like, well, no, it wasn't even me. It was you. You're like, I just think that all Real Housewives actually want to be pageant queens. It, it, I secretly think they have a wish to be pageant contestants and queens. So it inspired us to do today's episode. Give us a little intro for what we're doing today and why we brought on Kirsten for our guest. Well, yeah. So first and foremost, um, Kirsten, say hello. You've been waiting patiently to jump in here. 
Hello. I am so excited to be a part of this podcast. I feel that this is right up my alley. Um, I cannot wait about this topic. So, um, Kristen, fill us in about, you know, the whole category. Okay. So, well, first and foremost, we invited Kirsten on because she is actually from the West Coast and she has a lot of ins and outs, insider information into the housewife's world. We won't get too into it. We promised we wouldn't out her too much as far as her connections there, but she's going to be able to give us some insight into some of the housewife stuff. And then of course, we're going to try to give our perspective from the pageant perspective and why we feel like these housewives, at least watching them on TV, fill into certain roles. So at and every we love it also, I just want to interject that Kirsten grew up in California and on that West Coast, but now she lives in the Midwest in Ohio. So it's like a really good representation of somebody who grew up that way on the West Coast, maybe in that type of lifestyle, but now lives maybe that more Midwest type of values, Midwest type of lifestyle. So she really gives a good different perspective that you and I maybe don't have since I grew up in Texas and you're from Midwest always. Yes, exactly. And so what we did was everybody knows that in every pageant, there's a few stereotypical contestants, like no matter what pageant you do, there's always going to be a certain pageant patty or like the mean girl and you just can't get around it. They always show Mm -hmm. up. So we kind of decided who we thought would be the people that kind of fit those roles. And then we took a little bit deeper dive into, wait, there are actually some housewives with some serious pageant connections who have done pageants. And then we're going to wrap it up with who we think is going to, would win essentially (laughs) certain pageants. Uh So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're going with all this. Yes. So start us out with the first Um, category of typical pageant contestant that we see at a pageant stereotypical so I think there's always the one that's a little bit of a hot mess and Mm -hmm. and it's like you want them because they always have so much confidence somehow you want them to do well but then at the same time they're like kind of mean and so it's like how can you be so mean but also be like such a hot mess but also have so much confidence. It's such a weird combination of things, yeah. but there's always one. There's mm-hmm. always one. And we decided that that would be our Brandy, Gl- our Brandy Glanville. Kirsten, what do you think? <laughs> okay. So I totally agree with you on this, but I do feel that there needs to be an East Coast and a West Coast category for this because okay. – um, Go ahead and give us your East Coast nomination. We do have a second person in mind for this category. So for me, that would be um, the skinny girl. What's her name? Uh, Oh, Bethany? Bethany. Bethany Frankel. So that would be a Bethany Frankel for me. You think Uh, Bethany's a hot mess? No. I don't think that she's a hot mess. I think that she is coming in as super confident, um, it, but a little bit too much. There's okay. there's a lot. Just of maybe confidence. a little bit overly confident. Yeah. So yeah. I do backed up for the hot mess with Kim Zolciak from the East Coast, from Atlanta. 
And it's the one that like you're watching on social media and you're just like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Yes. But then they do something so mean or so rude or they say something so off putting. And then you're like, why did, why, why did you just say that? Why did you You do that? You were rooting for them the whole time. And then maybe like you see something on stage or on social media, or even if you're, so now that we've got the hot mess out of the way, okay, which we all have seen, we love her, we root for her. She just maybe what I like as a coach to say is she needs another year. Let's go to our next type of contestant. So we've got the pageant Patty, the one that's got the perfect answer and the perfect tone and the perfect hair. And she's just perfectly perfect in every way, but not at all relatable. So when we were looking into this, the first thing we thought of was the sweet, perfect Southern Belle Sutton Strack. Yep. Exactly. Sutton is the epitome of pageant patty in housewife terms. She's not offensive. She doesn't want to offend you. She might be offensive in the, but she did not mean to be. She meant to try to be politically correct. She just put her foot in her mouth. You know what I mean? That is such a pageant patty thing. Give us Kirsten, if you've got one East coast version. No, I totally agree. Um, I would say she would be my top person. Um, she flew under the radar, I would yep. say, um, in pageant lingo. She was neither a showstopper nor a um, person to red flag. She uh-huh. just was safe. Yep. And, and that's a pageant patty. You don't want to be pushed in the limit and you don't want to be, you just want to be perfect. You don't want anybody to notice you for doing something wrong, but you also don't want to be over the top pushing it on fashion. You just want to be safe. Like the the for one first date she went on where she wore a cat sweater. That's like, <laughs> that's so pageant patty to me. You wear a, a sweater with a cat. That is a Southern Belle pageant patty to me. Yes. I would just call her, you know, very vanilla. I would call her very, very vanilla. But that is the pageant Patty. I mean, like, we all have heard them, seen them, known them when you compete. And it's like, oh, my God. It, and it's just hard to like them. Not because they're not nice people, but it's only because you just don't feel like you're getting the authentic person behind this pageant Patty mask. And it just makes it hard to relate to them, even as, like, a friend or, like, a sister queen sort of thing. You're just like, can you just, like, be real with me and tell me that your feet are hurt right now? <laughs> or, like... That your earlobes hurt from those heavy earrings, but they won't do it. Because of your giant ear, the earrings that you're wearing right now, because mine need Oragel. Yep. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bloated. And they're just like, that's very unfortunate for you because I just feel absolutely amazing and so blessed to be here. <laughs> Whatever the pageant patty. Yes. Category. Yeah. Okay, we have our Miss Congeniality, which, you know what, I like to, I I was a Miss Congeniality. You know I've never won Miss Congeniality ever. It's because you're secretly mean. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen Houston. Not Rebecca. No, No, ma'am. That's not it at all. That really hurts my feelings. I've been director's choice. You would never be director's choice if you're mean. You would be my choice, Rebecca. Thank I you. I'd be your choice. 
I, you're always my choice. Number one, Kristen. You're playing both sides of the fence right now. You got to choose. No, you are my ride or die because you're my best friend. Who I'm is just the nicest? All I'm saying is I've never won Miss Congeniality. It is an award I would like to win at some point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> don't just say I'm mean. I don't – I am never mean to my com- – like fellow competitors you're not I know that's why never. it's funny to say it never. because you're you are like the furthest thing from being mean I'm just and that's also what makes it not funny. the one I'm also not the one that typically the miscongeniality is the one that goes out of her way to be there for the other contestants or like does something you know maybe sacrifices something for herself and typically when I'm in competition mode I am very kind to everyone, but I am not going to sacrifice something that to the sake of my own competition, if that makes sense. That does. But you know what? Like sometimes, because when I think back, I just really, for me, was just, I just basically said, like, I'm not going to be mean to anybody. Like I'm going to share resources. Like if somebody wants help, I'm going to help them. Like, yeah, that's all. Your year that you won that. I think it was a very unique year because it was also during COVID time. So it was a year that people were so desperate for connection and they just needed people to be kind. And you were the epitome of that. You were just the epitome of a pageant title holder and kindness mattered even before you had that crown on on your head and people saw that. Well, I was very excited to win that. That made me feel really good because that was like, I remember even telling you that somebody had told me go in and just be intimidating. And I was like, that's, I'm and just- I, I was like, um, that's not how I coach and that's not what I'm going to recommend. And you were like, we're going to get along really well. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to do that. That just was because- like our first session, I think. Because it's not like, it's not that I don't have that side to me, but it's like, I'm not going to do that to people that 1000% don't deserve it. Like, that's awful. Yes. No, Kristen, I remember when you first went into it and as like your best friend, I remember when you went into it, like meeting Rebecca for the first time, you were like, I'm just going to go into this competition being 100% me and not compromising who I am and just being real. And you won that being you. And I'm so proud of you for what you did and who you represented because you represented yourself a thousand percent through that whole competition. Thank you. Well, in light of our one and only person on this podcast who has won (laughs) Miss Congeniality, who are our Bravo liberties? Real Housewives, who we would award the Miss Congeniality Award to. Sonia Morgan. <laughs> Can you so not see Sonia winning? Sonia no. would totally I, win. She no. Everybody's best. I thousand percent disagree. Sonia would be my, like, fun girl, like, woohoo, like, but let she would, go. That's exactly it. She's going to be love everybody's her. friend. No, she wants to hang out with you. I'm looking at it as a pageant contestant. And for me, okay, and this is only for me, Yeah, I would say my Miss Congeniality would be Candy Burris. And oh, Candy would be a great Miss Congeniality. Absolutely. Candy would be your hype girl. Yeah. She would be like, yes, girl, you look amazing. You are amazing. You are, she's a hype girl. She is she building is. you up. She is making you feel like you are 
ready to win it because she is not rooting for just herself. She is rooting for you. And that is what a miscongeniality is for me. She is not just thinking about herself in this pageant. She is thinking about everybody as a whole. And that for me is my miscongeniality. Okay. I can get on board with Candy Gal. I'll I say too, my year at Mrs. America, that's who won Miss Congeniality, Jennifer. She was truly everybody's hype girl. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can totally see that. Yeah, I can totally see that too. So we can give a dual tie award because to me, if I was to pick of every, like we went through the history of every contestant or not, not contestant, every, um, cast member I guess it is of all seasons every city Sonia was the one I was like I would vote for her for Miss Congeniality if I had to put put my vote in because it's all voted on by other contestants I was a cast member as someone who watches that's who I'd vote for so then I don't think she's gonna stab me in the back no Uh, yeah she's awesome that's 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 why I I picked her for my miscongeniality. I would never, ever, ever imagine her stabbing me in the back. And she no. had the toaster. Remember that? <laughs> remember the toaster. I, I, w- I was so rooting for her toaster. And it was such a flop. But then she did have the Sonia Morgan fashion line that launched. like, And it was super cute stuff. A lot of pageant girls actually wore it. I did not know that. She sure did. Hmm. L- look at these pageant housewives connections coming through i love it okay well keep going. okay so our next contestant is the naive contestant the one that she's never done a pageant before she hasn't really followed pageantry she probably just joined because a friend of hers was doing it or she's like oh i just kind of stumbled into it sort of thing she goes to rehearsals wearing her sweats or like the rookie the rookie, like the tried and true rookie that like has not done her research most likely. And she's like, I'm just here to have so much fun. Didn't hire a team. Didn't like really prep. Just came in to truly have the experience. Exactly. And that is Miss Denise Richards. You know her so right, Kirsten. Don't fight us. She I, comes I, in. I, okay, let's just talk like, about this uh, one particular she's like, I gotta episode. Hear it. I want to I want to give you this pitch. She comes in for this one particular episode, her first season. She's Mm -hmm. like, I thought this was a barbecue. She wears jeans jeans and a tank top. Everybody else is decked out to the nines. She literally says, I thought this was a barbecue. I think she even brought like her kids and stuff. Like she just thought it was like a casual barbecue. It was an over the top like party. And it had been pitched to her as a barbecue. As a real housewife, you know. Anytime mm-hmm. there's an event, it's filmed. Yeah. You come ready. In stilettos. You come yeah. hair and makeup ready, just like as a contestant, even rehearsal, where they tell you, come casual. You know that means you still get full hair and makeup glam. You still yeah. put yourself together in your cutest outfit. You do not show up in workout attire and sweats with your hair in a ponytail like you just came from the gym. That's not the vibe here. Yeah. Like you pull it together. You're always being judged. That's why we are saying Denise for this role. Okay. So this is, this is going off the rails here, but this is why Denise did this. So she came, so there is a clear cut divide 
with like the beach cities versus okay. Beverly Hills. Okay. So the beach cities, and I come from born and raised in Long Beach, California, OC kind of area. When there's a barbecue, you come in jeans. You Which come in. Flip- you would expect. You're you actually, come- in my mind, you come in shorts. You don't even come in jeans. You come as you are, right? right. Beverly Hills, you know, and and some of the other beach city, like the 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 well-to-do beach cities. I would think maybe Palm Beach, some of those Malibu. Yeah, yeah. You come in stilettos. You come in, you know, full glam. Right. So Denise was not thinking, and I and I get it. You know, I I get it. She was like, hey, it's a beach kind of vibe. It's a barbecue. This totally. is, you know. However, it's a Beverly Hills thing. She should have known for exactly to come ready. So I get what she was saying. But the um, issue I have, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit, is it kept happening the whole season through, yes. even all the way up to the reunion. With she the still looked underdressed at the reunion, and I love Denise. I am rooting for Denise. I want Denise to come back. I'm I'm like team Denise, hashtag, whatever it is. I'm just saying if she comes back, I want her to come back now as a pro, not a rookie. Mm-hmm. Because you see the potential. See, you're do- you're in coach mode right now. You're like, totally. I see the potential in yeah. her. She could be amazing. She could be a legend. No, and I agree with you with you know she needs some coaching (laughs) yeah she just needs she she needs Rebecca or Kris Jenner like the legit McDonald she actually needs like the legit Kris Jenner or Heather McDonald on our team. Okay. So next okay. category. Our next category is the sore loser. The lady that is going to either storm off on stage. She's going to rip the crown off somebody's head. She is ticked because she is the best of the best. And how dare those judges not see no, that in her. her. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Before we announce okay. who we chose, Kristen, let's hear who Kirsten thinks we picked. Okay. So, uh, who you picked versus who I picked. Okay. Okay. It might be the same. No. Okay. I, I guarantee it's not. It might be. Is an Atlanta girl? No. No. It is. Well, tell us who you think. Okay. Who I think, like, should get this title. With, and I really like her, though. I will. And we also it. really like this girl. Okay. We just think she should win this title or okay. role. I think that Candace Bissett, Candace Dillard Bissett, would Dillard, yeah, would get because she. I love her, but she thinks that she is the you know the queen bee, the queen bee, and no one else deserves it. And so she would just be like, "No, this is my title, and that is it." All right, Kristen, give Kirsten our award for the sore loser, Teresa Judice. <laughs> you know it's Teresa. Yeah. She's flipping the tables. She's losing it when she doesn't get that crown on her head. Oh, poor it's, Teresa. I, it's Teresa all day, every day. I you know what? Teresa reminds me of my mother-in-law so much. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> she really does. Because like 
doesn't get it. And like she, Teresa also isn't going to understand why she didn't win. No, she really doesn't get it. There's no inner work that's going to be done to see like, oh, maybe this is what I could have done to do better. Put the money in. She paid all the dollars for the right hair makeup team. (laughs) She paid the money for the wardrobe. She put, she, why, why would she not win? She's the girl that's going to lose it. But I, I do agree. Yes. Teresa would think that she would be the person. Yes. I do agree with that. Teresa is just a whole category unto herself. However. She's also (laughs) in running for several other categories, I will say. She Uh, was. We had to go ahead and narrow her down to this one because of that epic table flipping scene, which very much reminded us of many pageant scenes we've seen where things went awry as a sore loser. Which is so sad when you see it because, listen, I get it. Like, emotions are so high. They really are because you put in so much work for such as – it's just like this tiniest bit of time. Like, there are women who prepare years for one pageant. Totally. Like, I get it. Yeah. It it is a lot of emotion when you're like, I know I worked harder. You're so invested. Mm -hmm. And, like – But that's the thing about pageantry. Like, it doesn't always go to the hardest worker. It doesn't always go to the one that had the most volunteer hours. It doesn't always go to the one that's the most beautiful. Like, it it doesn't. It's it's a matter of it's a subjective sport. And you know, and it honestly sometimes doesn't go to the person that you think should win. Exactly, that's true too. Yeah, to the person that you know touched the judges' um, hearts. At that moment in that time. But I watched a pageant, two pageants last year and had the person that I thought was the clear winner, not one, I would have freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I've watched pageants where there was someone who I thought, oh, they're a shoe in. They're going to for sure place and their name does not get called. Yeah. yeah. Teresa would be, if there's a category for sore loser, that yeah. would be my category for her. I agree. He would be the one that would say this person, you know, was trash or this person did this. And, yeah. you know, Kim, this you, person broke this Kim rule and I, 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 I've never broken the rule and, and I was on time for everything and they were late for this. Yeah. That would and be her. Would, she would be the one that would stick her friend, Kim yep. G. On totally. So-and-so. She would put them all over David Yontif's pont- our, our yep. podcast and make 100%. them like do the dirty work for her. 100%. 100%. Yes. Okay. So the next category is our perfect Mrs. Contestant. The okay. one whose husband just gives her so, everything. So, so proud. Oh, so proud of her. And he just does everything for her and whatever. The, the one wh- that every other Mrs. Contestant looks at and envies. Okay. And is like, I wish my husband would do that for me. Would number one fund that. Yes. $15,000 dress. Yeah. I have mine. I have mine right off the top of my head. I don't okay. have any notes, ladies. So you I, know you, I know you've not seen the notes. And Kristen and I have already like done our list pre-podcast. Yeah. So that's why we brought you in because we want the Bravo expert to give us okay. your opinion. Give us yours first. Okay. So I have two. Okay. Number go, 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 go. And number let's see one. if it's your, if, if it, yours matches Perfect. ours. Heather Dubrow would be my absolute number one. Okay. Um, Terry is an absolute doll. Okay. 
um, in the California aspect of everything. He is absolutely perfect. He is funny. He is loyal. Mm-hmm. He, he is... built her dream house multiple times. Yes. And I modeled, <laughs> I, I modeled my wall of Vouv after her. And now By the she way. sold that house. I know. I, like... Because she doesn't deserve him. Oh, stop. <laughs> but I now absolutely... they're going to, you know, this new penthouse is going to be the most insane thing you've ever seen. I adore them. And I love everything about their family. Okay. Everything that you hear about them positive is true. They are the best family ever. Like So Heather is like your model Mrs. Contestant. Your perfect Mrs. Contestant. Wait, but so who is your backup? Who is the one the second one you were thinking of? Um Do you want us to go first? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so ours is a little controversial. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me tell you my backup. Okay. My backup will be Kyle. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. But I have only not heard great things. We love no. Mauricio. I mean, we no, love, I don't we love, love their relationship. No, no, we love nope. it from. Nope. No, no I don't like him. Except for the reality. Okay. So, okay. You know what no, I mean? Okay. I get what. No, no, no. So this is what Rebecca's saying, Kirsten. We Everyone love what we loves see. them. What's shown yeah. on TV, but yeah. nobody really knows what's actually going on well people who follow the real housewives world know yeah but when it comes across on bravo people love yeah people mm-hmm. yes. love kyla mauricio's relationship which is a lot like mrs pageantry what you see yeah. on social mm-hmm. people love which yeah. is also why Kristen and i's person is why we put who we put well, you see, oh my gosh, it looks perfect. Yeah. You look like you've got this perfect marriage, this perfect family, this perfect life. Your husband has this great job. Maybe you have a great job or you stay at home or whatever you do. And you've got this beautiful family. You post these beautiful pictures, but maybe behind the scenes, it's not so perfect. But on the surface, just like in Bravo, on camera, everything is wonderful. Yeah. So I get why you're saying Kyle. And, and that is what it is. And you know what? Like, no marriage is perfect, right? Can I just go ahead and tell yeah, you who we go chose? Ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It's, it's Erica Jane. I mean, Erica Jane. Uh, Here's why. After the controversy. Well, obviously, it's, it's Erica yeah, Jane before. prior to what we know. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, I mean look at what Tom, yeah. the life Tom gave her, right? What we saw is Tom swoops in picks up this lady who and makes her into a pop star gives her this amazing wardrobe all the fashion everything she wants to do this glam squad like as a pageant contestant if erica jane girardi was competing against me i would be shaking in my boots Uh, totally yeah which is why we're saying she is the perfect mrs pageant contestant Yes, if she were to compete in Mrs. Pageantry and I were competing against her in any pageant, I would already know she's coming in with her A game. Well, number one, I would love to be her roommate because the presence that I would <gasps> Oh, my. Can you imagine? She'd be giving you a 
Louis Vuitton bag, a custom like custom Louis Vuitton bag with your title on it. Well, first of all, we have to backtrack. You'd love to be her roommate prior lawsuit. (laughs) Yes, prior. Let's you just because like, technically like their their, their divorce now. is not final and they no, are not no. divorced, so she could still be competing. I absolutely love her, so I'd like to be a roommate now. But no, I just want Mikey because... to style me one day. Yeah, <sighs> just he should be day. our Miss Congeniality because he's the ultimate hype girl. Oh, oh Mikey yeah. should win our Miss Congeniality award. Edit in to say we would like to nominate Glam Stylist. Mikey, who is Erica Jane Girardi's um, absolute glam maven, for the Miss Congeniality Award, everyone contribute your thoughts. Yes, I would like to for him to be my glam consultant. Well, and she doesn't even have any money anymore, and he's still and helping he's still her. Flying around to every single, like he went to all Aspen. He mm-hmm. went to every single different. Um, Whatever it's called. What do you call the cast strips? What do they call them? I don't cast know. strips? Are they called just yeah, cast they're... strips? I wanted I wanted to say outing because I think that's the pageant term. That he went to every <laughs> outing. Um, he went to every outing <laughs> cast strip with with her. I'm pretty sure unpaid. I mean, I could be wrong. There's no way he's getting paid the, the same amount because all the things I've heard is that she would basically like they would say, like, okay, this is my fee. And she'd be like, no problem. And they would get a check immediately. So our next category is going to be the fashionista. Because I there's we a- need to have some kind of drum roll for this one. So I think you're going to say Dorit. And I yes! don't. Okay. Oh. Am I right? Am I right? I gave it away. That is who we are giving this award to is Dorit. But I will explain. Oh, predictable. It, but like- I'm going to explain why. Okay. And here's why. I feel like she is not worthy of that. Give us your best pitch. Dorit beats a brand to a pulp. Mm-hmm. She's a label so lover. She is a label she's lover. Gonna go with Fendi. She is going to go top to bottom Fendi, 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 Fendi. I'm going to hit you over the head with Fendi. I'm going to wear a Fendi bag. I'm going to wear a Fendi like shawl. I'm going to wear a Fendi bag, you know, like boots yeah. and I wear a Fendi Head to toe. Shirt, and I wear everything a bra I'm gonna wear a Fendi thong even though you're not Head to toe. yeah we got and it it is just from an LA point of view yeah just gag worthy and not a good way and I just it, it's just too it's very New York not to say that New York is bad but it is just too much okay um, for what I'm used to in LA. Okay. I appreciate a good theme. So <clears throat> Kristen and I have discussed to an agnosium, a good theme. She and I, and I always told her she would be an excellent sorority girl. So in college, I was a Gamma Phi Beta and at Cal State Long Beach, yay, go Sharks. Um, we, we would have great themed parties. So we would, you know, it would be, you know, a golf theme and we would come in golf attire. Correct. You know, we would, we would do whatever. I feel that beats the brand theme, the theme into the ground. over okay. the head. And like, I, get, I get what you're saying. 
I can I just quickly just tell you why we chose her? And yeah. I know just to, as a caveat too for Kirsten. Kirsten hates, and I feel the same she way. She hates a label being seen. Because ah. it's a and very I, I like quote unquote like. Yeah, it, it's a very like quote unquote like new money tor- sort of it, thing. It's it not like. I get 1000%. But let me tell you in pageantry. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why we chose Dorit. This is a pageantry award. Remember? Uh, yes. The fashionista who we're looking at from that perspective. When we as pageant viewers are watching contestants and we're looking at who's the standout girl that we're looking at her fashion, we're looking for the girl who's got the newest, hippest designers, who is tagging them, who is showing us where we can now go find where to go buy our pageant wardrobe for next year. Dorit's that girl. She's showing us what should I be dressing in an aesthetic towards. It doesn't matter if I dress in a brand head-to-toe Fendi. This is the look I'm going towards. The fact that like Arbany at Miss USA could somehow take a white t-shirt and black bottoms and still make it very fashion forward. Exactly. It's who you want to look at. It's now, just the person you look towards for inspiration. Yes. Just like you look at her. Yes, she's over the top. Like no one is going to put 27,000 hair clips in their hair. No. For a pageant. But you might think, you know what? I'm going to do three hair clips in my hair for an updo for an event. That's why we chose her. I can't pick another real housewife who has had that influence on real true fashion. I, I, I get it. But I will say um, Marlo from Atlanta Housewives. She goes out of the box. And she will look at the the New York fashion and not necessarily go to her body type, I will say, but she will go cutting edge for what is going on in but that's the issue. And you that is have to wear things that work for you. And that's not what I'm and saying. show so, them exactly. on you. Or exactly. people aren't going to see what works for so you. That so it doesn't what work Dorit for her. Does versus Marlo. Exactly. So Dorit, and that, and that is where I will agree. Uh, Dorit goes to her body type, right? So she will wear. What... So are you saying Point Rebecca? No, at Point Rebecca. I I get it. I okay, I okay. Totally agree. But I will say Marlo does Marlo... show a lot of great looks. Yes. This doesn't always look great. No, it will not look on great on Marlo, if that makes no. sense. But she will. She brings the, the fashion. Box. Yes, she brings the fashion. She also, does. Um, Erica Jane. Erica. Oh, er- especially two years ago, Erica. Especially two years ago. My pick would have been. Erica had Erica. way better fashion than Dorit. 100%. But we had to pick someone for fashionista, current, okay. trending. And that's how we picked her. I mean, I'm playing all aspects on True. the field. No, we so get it. I, I knew that you were going to pick Dorit. And I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I, I love her. That's I, why we put I, her as our influencer. She's I, our fashionista. Listen. Well, okay. And I'm just going to humble brag on my co-host. Go ahead. So Rebecca Wheeler 
Chris Jenner knows systems of pageantry. She knows, and it's very frustrating as a client of hers because there are going to be things that you really like, but I don't know how, I, I mean, it's got to just be like either a sense of fashion or studying the different systems or a combination of both. You know what looks good and you know what looks good for like the type of interview or let's say they're going to a very specific event that they do every year. You know what's going to photograph well in those certain situations. So when people are like, your client looks amazing, that is a very specific strategy that you have that you explain to your clients like, hey, listen, like I know this might not be your first choice, but here's why it's going to look good and you better just wear it because people are going to notice you. And it works and it looks great. Say you guys though, you know, like each client that you guys have, have different body types and not every body type in the pageantry is the same. I mean, we all like to think we're all like the same, but we're not. No. So you, you two are phenomenal at tailor making it to each body type on what looks good. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is I'm just going to fast fact some housewives that actually have truly. I loved looking this up. Yeah. Like these people truly have pageant experience and at one point wanted to be a pageant contestant queen or whatever. All right. We have Heather Dubrow. She was Miss Greater Syracuse. She was competing for Miss New York. And and she was actually a Miss Congeniality at Miss New York USA. So ironic, I feel like, because didn't you say she would be Miss Congeniality, Kirsten? Yes. And she actually won Miss Congeniality at Miss New York. No, I didn't know. I did not know. But I 1,000% agree she is so agreeable. Kenya Moore was a Miss USA 96. She, and also Joyce. I don't know how to say her name. Gerard. Mer- Gerard. I don't so know. she was Miss Puerto Rico. She, she only was Joyce on, was on um, Beverly Hills, right? But only one season. One season. She I was actually on the really same, loved her. I loved Joyce. I but yeah. she was also Miss Puerto Rico Universe, and then she was okay. first runner-up at Miss Universe. And when you and I actually were talking, we were like, who's the ultimate first runner-up? And she, if had we I done mean, that, Joyce, she would have been it. Joyce is also, when we give our pageant awards, going to come up again. So don't even worry. Joyce, we wish, would have stayed on Real Housewives longer. She was awesome. She was okay. t- over too soon. And then Keep Candace going. Dillard was a Miss United States. That's right. Candace. 2013. 2013. Shout out, Candace. We love you, Candy Girl. And then Ebony Williams. She was a 2009 Miss South Carolina second runner-up. Did you know this? Ebony from um, New York? Yes, I did. She yep. competed in North Carolina at Miss USA. State so level. are you ready for the actual winners? I mean, like, our winners, not, like, real winners, but, like, <laughs> This winners. is Kristen and I's choices for who would win these particular pageants. Okay. Okay. So, if we, we have had to the... just randomly, like, give it a judge's choice, this is between only Kristen and me. And Kirsten 
can agree you can disagree, you can but, negate or or agree but okay. we we are the ultimate judges so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I mean, <it's> our <laughs> wait i think that i have some pull in it it's our podcast okay we win fine. and it's our fine. season finale fine our ms winner is tinsley mortimer from real housewives of new york yeah universe so if we had to pick a miss universe we are going to choose Joyce Gerard because clearly okay. she's she got what it takes. Been. I mean, she was first runner up. She was first runner up. It, it could have gone either way. Like, she clearly could have been Miss Universe. She's phenomenal. She is gorgeous. And and then we have our Miss America, which so Bethany Frankel, first of all, Miss yeah. Bethany knows how to speak. And she, who gives the most? Who is the most philanthropic? Yep. Bethany. You're right. Every single, uh, we looked through the whole list. If we went through the whole list, she's the only one that has her own 501c3 that does the most philanthropy. Truly, if she were to get on the Miss America stage, even today, like literally today, she would win Miss America. Now, you can't have a pageant without a director. So we have to. This is my favorite. This is my favorite award. Who's going to be the best director? And we chose Lisa Vanderpump. Kirsten, you know that that's so right. A hundred percent. Yes. Would she not uh-huh. be like the ultimate director? Would be the ultimate director. I would love for her to back anything that I was doing. Like she is. Is the she not ulti- the ultimate pageant director of all time? Absolutely. She is going to market the heck. All of the marketing skills. A couple more. So our best Mrs. Contestant, we already talked about this. She would clearly win Erica Jane because um, most likely Tom would have bribed the judges. Ultimate Mrs. Mrs. Whatever. Mrs. Whatever. She's the winner. Erica Jane Girardi. And our final award, Miss USA. So our Miss USA, we kind of, we ping-ponged back and forth about this, but we really were like, you know what? We just got to give it to her. It's Gigi Hadid. She is all-American girl. I know she's not a housewife, but she had been but she's featured. been on the housewives. She's a cast member. Yep. Very prominently. We have she to has, give it to Gigi. She's got the perfect momager, Miss Yolanda. Like, I mean, she that is our... all categories. Let's be honest. I mean, like, Gigi is the only one we can give Miss USA to. Yes. I'm going to open it up to everything. Like, she wins everything. I mean, for... I know, but we can't give it, we can't give Gigi everything. But Gigi is going to win Miss USA. Yep. Oh my gosh, we did it. We did the Bravo pageant crossover. Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us as our special guest for this final season one finale episode thank you thank you thank you i really thought this was so much fun we had so much fun with you i loved getting to talk about our you and i i know's favorite thing i don't know that it's Kristen's favorite thing but i know it's you and i's favorite thing bravo (laughs) and talk about housewives talk about all the fun and everyone listening thank you so much for just sticking with us through this year we never imagined this podcast would turn into what it has truly for season two if you would like to be a guest dm us on pageant buzz pod 
on Instagram. We would love to have you as a guest. We would love to interview you and talk to you about your pageant journey and all the things that you're doing. The things that we want to focus on are your stories. We are so incredibly excited to bring a focus to your journeys, the things you're doing, and the spotlight on you. Take a little break. And so we'll probably take January and February February off. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited that we're renewed for season two. I know. So we're going to take about eight weeks off, and then we'll be back at, at least by the beginning of March, if not before Expect us back. Full guns blazing. Fabulous season two. Yes, it absolutely is. You can follow us at Pageant Buzz Pod, and we'll try to give little updates here and there. And as Rebecca always says, no matter what, don't forget to sparkle. And we are currently booking our next guest. So follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.